Today on the podcast, we are talking about making transitions in our careers, whether it's the transition of starting a career or shifting the focus of our work from one subject to another, like going from weddings to photographing families. And although all of us have made transitions at some point in our lives, right? (laughs) Sometimes those transitions are graceful. Other times they're much more difficult. But most of us tend to approach transitions as just we dive in and we do whatever we need to do to get through that transition while we kind of keep our eyes focused on the road ahead, right? And that road will inevitably lead to other transitions in the future. So the reason that I'm so excited to chat with photographer Mary Otanez today is that she has actually taken the time to look backward at her own transitions and deep dive on what has worked and what hasn't worked so that she could then create a roadmap for navigating future transitions more reliably, gracefully. And she is sharing the framework that she's developed to help not only herself, but other photographers be more intentional when they're making those moves, whether they're big moves or small moves. And that framework is absolutely genius. It's the sort of, you know, actionable, measurable plan that I absolutely love, but applied to a subject that often feels really nebulous and really blind. And so I know that she is going to give us all some real aha moments. Before I cue the music, though, I want to remind you, if you haven't already, to go sign up for the live training I am offering later this month. It's called Planning for Profit, a step-by-step guide to organizing your products and pricing for holiday sales success. (laughs) Say that five times fast. Uh, And it's totally free, but you do have to grab your spot. So I will put a link in the show notes or you can go directly to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash register to get your name on the list, and then I'll send you an email reminder and all that sort of stuff. I will have a replay, but it'll be for a limited time, so you want to make sure that you get your name on the list. I hope I get to see you there. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Mary, it is so great to see you and so fun to have you on This Can't Be That Hard. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Excellent. Well, I am... um, I feel like this is such a great topic. And when you and I were sort of chatting back and forth about transitions in general and your story, I felt like there are so many people, whether they are just starting out in their business and so they're sort of transitioning into photography as a career, or if they're in a place where they've been doing one kind of photography and they, you know, are thinking about transitioning to another you and I were talking about how when you're going through those things, it can feel so just disorganized and blind and how the gift of hindsight can really help us like those lessons can really help us. So I'm excited to share um, your story or for you to share your story. So actually that's kind of where I want to jump in is like, give us a little backstory on you and your career and the transitions that you have made over time. Yes. Okay. Of course. And I think I love the way first that you how you put it, it's like really perspective. Once you've been through something and then you can look back on it, mm-hmm. you definitely can think, oh yeah, I wish I had done this or wish I had done that. And I feel like I have 10 years of that <laughs> under my belt. Yeah. Um, I have been through two transitions in my life. Um, I used to be an art producer at the Martin Agency, which is um, uh, one of the top five advertising agencies in the US. And we did amazing work, really fun things. I basically was the orchestrator of getting creative ideas to come to life. Mm-hmm. I would hire the photographer. I would, you know, schedule everything. I was very organized and make it to the shoot date to make that art happen. I loved that job. I loved that job. But to try to make a long story short, I went on a mission trip. Uh, and in order to do that, to go to Vietnam, it was a big, big trip with my church. 
In order to do that, I needed to raise money and mm-hmm. a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, you know, some people were doing bake sales and this, and I was a fine art major um, in photography. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I'll dust off my old camera. I will take some pictures. I'll have people, you know, just donate money. I'm not even asking for a, a specific amount. Get your pictures and give me whatever you think I'm worth, <laughs> which is <laughs> totally not what I recommend for anyone. Right, right. Forward. But um, and I actually ended up raising so much uh, money. It helped other people um, oh, attend nice. and helped other. You know, so it was such a wonderful thing. But what was what I did not expect is that when I came back from that mission trip, I had an inbox full of people saying, Hey, I've heard you're doing some photographs and I loved so-and-so's photographs. Can you shoot our family? Can you do this? And uh, I eventually just started creating kind of a side business. Sure. Extra cash, fun spending money. Right. I was having a great time. Um, I also was kind of starting to burn the candle on both ends a little bit with full-time job and this gig, but I was loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually I started thinking, I love it so much. Maybe I should make a business out of this. Um, and just for pure money reasons, I'll admit it. I went into weddings. Mm-hmm. I went into weddings because, well, sure. They're pretty. A, they're pretty. Um, they seem really fun and you can make great money. And yep. that's, so I thought, okay, if I can do this and I had wedding experience prior to that. So if I can do a full-time job and do weddings on the weekend, and if I can really make this work, I can quit my job. Yeah. So that's what I did. And I have to say that is my first transition and it was the easiest. I didn't have kids. I was freshly married, mm-hmm. um, had all the time in the world. My husband is also an entrepreneur. So he was always like, go get them. Yeah. You know, cheering me on. Yeah. Um, I had the time. I had the evenings. I had the energy. And then um, I did weddings. So I loved that. I quit my job, started my wedding business, and it was very successful. I actually made more than I did in my other job. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. The other part about it of this transition is I never had to market because I had great relationships with planners who are basically like your agents, which is so, you know, great. You had work come to you. Right. And I was going to say as an art producer, I'm sure that those wedding planners loved you because you were probably like really great with that communication and great with showing them like, oh, you need organization. I can meet you. And then some with that. Oh my gosh. So much so. And I actually would sit down with planners you know, we would have, you know, and sit and talk about schedules. And then I, I understood that point of a production, a wedding mm-hmm. is a production. Absolutely. And so for them, for me to realize that alongside with them, they were like, oh my God, yes, she's going to help me with my timing and she's going to get it and, um, and encourage my client to also really listen to them. And so it was a real blessing. It was great. All my strengths came into one place, which was wonderful. Now, successful business, making more than I did before. I mean, the peak of my game. And then I got pregnant. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I feel like this is a lot of women's stories. It is. Uh, it is. And I got pregnant. And um, of course, this whole time I was like, you're booking out a year ahead of time. Sure. So, you know, a year or sometimes even two. Um And so I was pregnant and looking at a year ahead of me and I was like, oh my goodness, I have a lot of weddings, but I can do this. I can do this. About halfway through my pregnancy, I had a lot of physical issues where I ended up having a lot of spasms. I couldn't walk. I had a lot of just physical uh, barriers. And I had about 23 more weddings to go. (laughs) So I had to go through a lot of stress mentally and physically in order to get those weddings done out the door. So this whole time in my head, I'm thinking, I'm never doing this again. I will do want to grow my family. I could never do this again. Um, Of course, I am a big believer of mindsets. Yes, I could have done that again. Would it have been painful? Yes. Right. Um, So I had my daughter, which was wonderful, but then I had a wonderful another year of weddings because I had planned out quite a bit of time. Um, And during that time, I'm, you know, breastfeeding and pumping in closets. Um, I didn't bring her to the weddings, but um, I'm uh, pumping in closets while shoving down food, um, hoping my milk supply stays up, you know, just all these things that like, I wanted to be a great mom and I wanted to feed my baby. 
happy and I wanted, um, but then I'm stuck in this world that I have these huge days and physically daunting and it became too much. I kind of, I don't think I resented my clients, but I almost had resentment for some reason. Like I wasn't towards my clients, but it was, this world was different than mine now. Right. And they were incongruent and it was time for me to start thinking about, you know, making another transition. Now it wasn't really a sit down talk. Like we're talking now, I'm going to make a transition and let me think about the process. Right. I really just said, um, I need to get out of this and let me start shooting some families and weddings or not weddings, excuse me, families, um, newborns, maternity, all that. Right. Um, so I started doing all of that for free, which is, I will say later something I'm, you know, probably should not have done. Um, I'm glad I did though, because I, it was some kind of basis I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but in doing all of that, I was building, trying to build a portfolio during that time um, and kind of doing things a little backwards. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know why I was shooting, like what my voice is with, you know, connecting with mothers and my, I don't know, almost my style, everything felt incongruent. It was really family work that looked like my wedding work and it didn't feel right. It didn't feel, it felt, it didn't feel right. And then I also, because I felt like I was a newbie, I didn't charge anything, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't a newbie. I was at top of my game, not only in my career as a producer, but my career as a wedding photographer, I had everything going for me. And because I started somewhere new, I thought, oh, I got to be, I got to be a freebie. I have to start at the bottom. I have to start at the bottom. And that's like the biggest misconception. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of where I also went wrong as well. So started, you know, with where I was, I thought I was down here. um, And then I just built a portfolio, not with any type of I don't know, like a voice. What am I doing here? What am I, what am I saying to you? What am I, how am I serving you as a family? What, you know, um, and why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I want to, I want to examine a little bit what the reason for that kind of loss of voice might have been. And what I'm noticing yeah. that is a similarity between those two transitions well, it's both a similarity and a dissimilarity, but they were both because you were coming from a place of like, well, no, actually, I guess I'll call this a difference. When you made the transition from your original career into photographing weddings, that was sort of an aspirational change. You were excited about it. You didn't have to do it. You had a good job. You were whatever. Versus that second transition was really like your feet were a little bit to the fire with your schedule Mm -hmm. and the demands, your new demands as a mom and all that sort of stuff. So you were making that it was, it's almost that scarcity and abundance difference where like the first transition was made with a sense of like, I have space to do this and I can do it on my own time versus the second one where you were just trying to kind of like muscle through or something. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so accurate. And I I would even say it's almost, it was almost like a knee jerk reaction, right? Everything was a knee jerk reaction. Okay. So I need to have maybe two more sessions. Oh, I didn't like that one session. Maybe do another one. I've got to throw it up on the website now. And then I would try to redesign a website based on nothing. It was like polishing a turd, you know, like (laughs) I don't, what was wasting hours. I mean, I'm talking hours of time that could have been actually redirected into, okay, Mary, slow down where let's discover yourself. Let's discover what it is. What do you want now? You know, it was, was, you know, so I went into all these knee jerk reactions of, and then, oh God, don't even get me started on pricing. You would be so so ashamed of me. (laughs) No shame. I totally get it. But it was a place of, let me just figure out a cost. That number sounds good. Um, Let me put that there. Oh no, people aren't booking me like in a week of me making that new pricing, you know, let me change it again. And I just, such was a knee jerk reaction um, type of transition. And yeah, a mindset of like, I have to make this work. Right. Um, because I want it to, I don't want my business to, to stop. I'm lo- I love this, 
Um, but I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And it, it made Dave, a chain reaction of really hard things to go through for sure. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, obviously you have gotten to a place where you have made it work and it's working great for you now. Yeah, yeah. But again, that gift of hindsight, it's like, okay, well, I, I made it through. I'm still standing here on the other side, but this could have been a much easier transition if I had known certain things or if I had taken the time to like give myself a little space and do this in the proper order. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And you talked a little bit um, to me before we were recording about what you see as kind of the three phases of transition. Um, So how do you see that or what, what should the three phases be versus the, like, I will just sweat this out until I make it happen. <laughs> you could totally do that. Just, you can. <laughs> God, God bless you. You know, uh, that's a bumpy adventurous ride. It is. Um, I would definitely say in hindsight, yes. Now um, I think one of my, let me take one little quick step back is that uh, one of my pivotal points was where I started to actually make sense of this transition and make very smart business choices was joining the family narrative, which Mm -hmm. is a community, which I will talk about in the phases of joining a community um, that aligns with your beliefs and is inspiring and is educational. um, Whether the community is at a set retreat or, or if that community is literally some people in your community, your actual like vicinity and you know, your city. That was key for me to start. That is when that family narrative retreat, it's even on my highlights. If you go through my highlights and my stories on Instagram, one of them, the very last one from that trip is a picture outside of an airplane, my airplane ride. I was crying on that airplane ride out of relief Mm -hmm. that I finally felt like I understood where I need to start. And that's within me. I hid behind a lot of my wedding work. I didn't need to show anyone about me or my personal life or my, I didn't think anyone cared. Um, and this was really like, you've got to, who are you and, and, and what do you believe in and put it out there? Um, and it felt so good to me, especially being a new mother. And I felt like I was different. I had a voice, I had things I cared about. So with that being said, that why, and that discovery part of me is is where we're going to start with our phases. So okay. like how, how we, how we talked about our phases. Yeah. So one of the biggest, so I took a, you know, a moment when I was building this to just think if I were, you know, someone, a friend, you know, on, on the other side, mm-hmm. what would they want to hear? How would this be less overwhelming? How could this be something digestible? So I, of course, breaking down into three really does help. And having a discovery phase, that's probably going to be the most important phase. We have a discovery phase. We have a creation phase where we are actually implementing things and making moves. And then you're going to have a launch phase where that's like a refinement area where you're Mm -hmm. really going to start to um, show yourself to the world. This is where you're going to market yourself. This is where people are really going to start to see you. Right. But like, what I did as a mistake is back when I started, I was already starting at phase three, right? I was mm-hmm. trying to redo my website and should I do redo my logo? And should I do, oh my goodness, I had other things I needed to do before that, right? So and that is such a common thing. It's like, especially as creatives, whether you're coming from a place of scarcity or abundance, you know, fear or excitement, oftentimes the first thing that I see people doing is like investing a lot of time and sometimes a lot of money in, you know, fancy new websites and um, logos and branding and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, yeah, that should really be kind of the final puzzle piece. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Once you've figured the rest of it out, but um, totally. And you can actually, you sure go ahead and start there. You're just wasting hours, if not days, weeks of your time, plus thousands of dollars or something you'll redo two years from now. Right, right, right. So take the time now, take a deep breath, and let's start with the discovery phase. Okay, so tell me about that. The the discovery phase, kind of how I I started it is I just really want, you know, any photographer to start with why, why are they doing what they do? Maybe it's not even photography, God bless them. 
maybe they think that it's photography, like really a de- it's a deep dive. It's a deep right. dive into like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why, why do I love photography? What did it, what, what moves me? Mm-hmm. Um, what do I see? You know, so that discovery process is really big. Now you can go in this, like we can deep dive further into this, but it would be like, you can hire someone to help you find your voice and your creative message and what drives you, what moves you. Sometimes that discovery phase can just actually be within you. You could just say, all right, I'm going to go on Pinterest and I'm going to create a board and I'm going to pin anything that makes me move. That makes that makes my heart stir. Mm-hmm. I love that. This is, this is what I, I connect with that. This is me. This is, even if, sorry, would you say, no, no, no. Would you say not just pictures, but like words or, you know, all kinds of things could fall yes, in that category, yeah. right? Um, quotes or um, just even if it's a vibe, mm-hmm. just like digging a vibe that's happening, you know, and uh, maybe you just look at your, all of a sudden you look at your, cause I've done this. I did this myself. Um, and I looked at my work and I was like, oh, it's all about emotion. And it's very inward. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's very deep and it's, uh, that's what moves me. Mm-hmm. But in a funny way, it's all in a very minimalist way. Yeah. I love minimal lines. I love minimal this, like, I like clean monochromatic, like, so there's, I kind of had a blend of those things. So actually seeing that reflected, seeing your, what you love reflected in front of you, you can start to understand what it is that stirs you and makes you move and what you love. Mm-hmm. Um, so that discovery phase is really, really important. Um, well, that part, that portion of why. Another part of the discovery portion that we'll call that the creative part. Mm-hmm. And then like another part is definitely the financial part. Now it's a business. Okay. So if we're going to make this a business, this is where I totally was ooh, so off and so wrong. But I wish what I would have done and what I eventually did is actually find there are different ways you can run a business and there's different ways uh, in which you can have a business model, especially in photography world. How are you going to present your pricing? How is it going to work for you and your family? Everybody's journey is so different. Mm-hmm. Some people have six children. Some people have no children. Some people have, um, you know, I don't know. Um, 10 other businesses. I don't know. You have different, everybody has different financial needs. Everybody has different lifestyle needs and goals. So every, all of that is going to look different. So your business model is going to look different, right? It will not look like somebody else's because it's got to work for you. So being able to just research, I'm not even talking about implementing anything at the discovery phase, research what people do, research some business models. Don't even go down the photography route, go find a business class. Mm-hmm. find something that just teaches you just general know-how. You know, most of us did not go into the business world. <laughs> so to be able to understand that and just wrap your head around it. I find that a lot of people get confused, especially earlier in their career between when it comes to researching business models, when they're looking for mentors, oftentimes they will look for someone whose photographs resonate with them, mm-hmm. which I get. Um, but at the same time, that can be misleading because, you know, sometimes you're anyway, I'm just putting an aside in there to like, make sure that you're doing your research on, you know, there are plenty of photographers out there who are super talented, who are not running businesses that are working. (laughs) And then there are people out there whose photos may not land with you at all. So I love your idea about going to like, take a business class. That's not even photography related necessarily, because that, that might just take the, um, confusing layer of like, well, I do or don't like their style or their work just off the table altogether. Correct. And totally. And you can even just make a list of like, um, I loved these ones, didn't love these ones. Um, this one interests me, but maybe I could take a little bit of this and a little bit of this because this fits my lifestyle better. Right. Um, so you can cater something to yourself. Yeah. That will take time because even part of the business models too, I feel like also include, for example, simple sales system, which I adopted as part of my business model, which thank Jesus for you. <laughs> just a side note, just a side note. Um, but be able to do that, but also that's connected in the photography where it's connected to um, a gallery system that's different, but helps with automations and things. All of that take time. But I loved that 
this financial business model that you have created also had an element of the client gallery. And that further helps your business goals and your, you know, showing different pricing collections up, you know, upscaling, you know, by product. And anyway, fantastic. And I loved that. Some people, they don't want to do, they want to do a different route. Totally fine. But just finding what's going to work for you and your family and for your personal goals is really, Mm -hmm. really important. And I would say the other part of the discovery phase is just community. Go and just find different things. There's so many photography groups. Right. Um, and find the ones that inspire you and join a couple and you may not vibe with them. You can quit those and then do another one. And um, I've joined a few and I think I found my home with the family narrative. Yeah. I think that that for sure is my home. It's my, um, those are my people. You yeah. just got to find your people. And yeah. so you can talk to, and I not only do the family narrative, but I also have um, incredibly tight friendships. Um, and I mark, do you know what Marco Polo is? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Marco Polo is a video um, messaging back and forth. And I do that with two other photographers that are also moms. We don't have time to FaceTime at the same time. So we just leave messages back and forth to one another. And it is the biggest blessing because it's like, Hey, what do you think about this? Can you look at that when you have time? And I don't, I don't know. And they get back to you. So it's like accountability, friendship, um, and a space in which you don't feel like you live on a little island. Hang on, guys. I have a quick message for you. Are you feeling stuck in your photography business? If you're bogged down or burned out or unsure what the next right step is, you're not alone. I've been there and I know firsthand that quicksand feeling where the harder you struggle, the more stuck you feel, which is why I created the Photographer's Business Plan Glow Up. The Glow Up is a five-part workshop designed specifically for photographers like you. In the Glow Up, I lead you step-by-step through a process that will help you clarify your goals, identify the sticking points that are holding you back, get inspired by some of the systems and strategies that are working today in the photography industry, and then create a completely custom roadmap to take you from where you are now to where you want to be. It truly is a Glow Up for your business. Getting perspective can be nearly impossible when you've got your nose to the grindstone day in and day out. So this short workshop is an opportunity to reset, reevaluate, and rejuvenate your business, and it's all on demand. If that sounds like exactly what you need right now, click the link in the show notes or go to go.thiscan'tbethathard.com slash glow to get started today. Yeah. And I I love what you're saying. And I think that, you know, for some people in person... Retreats and conferences are maybe, especially at the beginning, out of reach or whatever. I second what you're saying exactly. I do think that some people just stick to things like Facebook groups or like my community is the people that I follow on Instagram. And I would encourage you to take a page out of Mary's book here to like take it a step deeper, take it a step further, like try and whether there are people who, even if you only know them online, um, you know, having some sort of like, off the platform back and forth where you're Marco Poloing or texting or whatever, um, taking it to totally. that with just one or two people is really a whole different ball game. It's a whole different ball game. And just the ideas that come from it and just in, in daily struggles too, like, gosh, I'm just not feeling it today. And this editing yeah. is killing me, but just be able to invent to someone that knows exactly what you're going through is that's, uh, that's air to your lungs, you know, to your right. business lungs. Um, so the next phase, so that's discovery phase, a lot of deep diving, finding things that connect with you, finding things that vibe with you. So once you're at, out of that discovery phase and like, I'm getting a good handle of who I am, why I'm doing what I'm doing, who are my people and how I want to run my business, mm-hmm. then you can go into the creation phase. And that creation phase is going to be the part where, yeah, you're going to start putting your feet to the fire a little bit. You're going to start investing just a little bit here, you know, mm-hmm. um, I would say in the beginning, you know, you need to make sure um, with community, you're going to commit to that community. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to make sure that that community is uh, maybe it's connecting to the retreat. So maybe you did find the family narrative, but you're like, oh, I can't afford it. Can't do mm-hmm. that. Try to do something where you can connect and actually, you know, bite the bullet and do it. For the business side of things, that's when you're going to commit to it. 
Like, sure, you looked at all these things, you made good, bad lists of what you want to do and what you want to. Now it's time to commit. So if, for example, the simple sales system is the way that you want to go, it's a, it's an investment, but it's not a huge investment. It's an investment. Got to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. And then you're going to do the homework. You know, we're doing these system, systems, you know, they take homework yeah. and they take you doing, you know, so these things take time. So to be able to do that, transferring even to a gallery, I used Pixie Set. Was it Pixie Set? Yeah, I think I used Pixie Set. I went to pick time. So that takes time. That takes time to, you know, move over the galleries and things like that. So there's so many to- learning curves. Like that is, yeah. it can be exhausting. There is no question that in that building phase of any business, um, you're spending, yes, money, but also, a lot of time. Um, yes. and that commitment has to be there for that. Yes, absolutely. So, but it, it's good. Cause you feel like, okay, this is the route I need to go. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take time. This right. whole process. Um, I'll take a quick, quick step out. This whole process of transition, the word transition is literally a, is, is it's a journey. You have to go across. It's an action. It's takes time. Transition mm-hmm. is not like um, a fairy godmother, <laughs> right? You, like you know, just spin around in sparkles and then you're something new, right. you know, like not it's, it, this is part of the journey. And, um, part of my, my, my care for other photographers and being doing it such a painful way <laughs> is mm-hmm. try to make this actually not just a seamless way, but actually something enjoyable. Right. So back down the rabbit hole. Okay. Um, so the other thing would be, Oh, the art part of it all. Duh. Mm-hmm. Um, so portfolio building. So now you know what you want to do. Now you know what you like. Now you know what you're drawn to and you love it. I want to create this and I'm so excited. This is the part where you're going to get excited because mm-hmm. you're like, I mean, for me, I actually was kind of embarrassed kind of, I think that I liked um, showing a lot of skin for maternity. Like in a weird way, I was like, oh, am I being like too much? My two PG-13, <laughs> Like what was gonna like, you know, I, I live in Richmond, Virginia, this is a more conservative area, you know, mm-hmm. and, and here I am like, let's take your clothes off. It's yeah. beautiful. You know, God, who knows? I was really scared to go that route, but then I found my people. I found people that wanted to do that. Yeah. I would reach out to people that I knew or like doulas that were mothers that were more into the the hippy dippy and that that's what I'm into. So um and just connecting like a mother earth with your baby, you know, like I just, I, that stuff moves me and it excites yeah. me. So I made sure that when I was building that port or when I first started, I didn't do this, but now when I got intentional, I did this, um, contacting the people that you want to shoot, knowing they're going to give you what you want. Um, even if these ones are free, I'll put this out there. Mm-hmm. Even if these ones are free, because you want a, you want them to do exactly what you want for your portfolio purposes. I feel like that's okay. Yep. Um, you could totally be like, Mary, get off my podcast. No, nope, not <laughs> at all. I agree with you. <laughs> but uh, but it, you don't need ten of these, twenty of these. You need you know three, mm-hmm. five, like not much, not much, because you only need to show so many, and you can have a bang in portfolio. Yeah. And, and it's exactly the vibe and the mood that you, and you, then that's because you'll start showing that that's, you're going to be attracting clients like that clients. And, and it totally works. Cause I obviously did that. Yeah. And I get those people that are like, Oh, and I want a bathtub shot and I want to do this. And I'm like, Oh, my people are here. Yeah. <laughs> they found me. Well, um, and you, attracted them. I mean, they found you because you drew a line in the sand and said, this is what I do. This is what my work looks like. And you were intentional about, about creating a portfolio that would advertise that. That was when you were saying the whole thing about like, maybe you'll say this is wrong and get off my podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The only follow-up question I was going to have, and this is actually a question for kind of all of the, or at least the first two phases the thing, the mistake, one mistake that I see people make when they're starting out or they're transitioning is that they get, um, they're like real happy to jump into the portfolio building phase or whatever, but then they get scared to graduate from that. They feel, you know, it's like, it's very safe to not charge or to, you know, call up your dream clients and be like, we're going to do this, but I'm going to do it for free all fine and good when you're doing those first two or three, but then you get into 
the people who have photographed 20 families or moms or whatever, um, for free. And I'm just like, no, you're treading water. This is not, you're not making progress at this point. Yes. And I'll have to say, um, the word that came up to my mind was discipline and boundaries. Mm -hmm. So those are really harsh words, I feel like in a way, but what they are are healthy words. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to, and I think that's the beauty about the creation phase is that you've already kind of committed to a business plan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, already your numbers and you know, your expenses at this point, while you're creating that portfolio, you know, your expenses and you know what you need to make for your family. And you know what you need to make to have an extra little bit of savings in your account to go to Disney world or like you, you know, you, you know, those numbers. So like, you know, homegirl, you can't, or homeboy, all of you, (laughs) you cannot continue to do them for free because now, you know, these are the goals I need to make. So I need enough of this. I can kind of lightly put them on my Instagram. Obviously, like there is a little bit of gray area mm-hmm. and as to where you can start showing this work so people can get interested. Mm-hmm. But once people are interested, then those are your prices. Mm-hmm. Those are your prices and you need to stick to it. And you're going to feel really insecure. And it's there's going to be times where you don't get inquiries and you're going to really freak out and you're going to want to change it. Mm-hmm. But hang in there. Don't do what I did and change your pricing like six times in a year. Right. Um, and keep doing the work, keep doing the work, keep working hard for it. Um, and I, it will come to you. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think when you're developing that type of work that you love and you're passionate about and you're killing it, people are going to pay for that. Yeah. And, and within your, when you're, your, you know, uh, business model that you have picked. Well, and especially if you've been that intentional about creating a business around a preconceived idea of a model where you're saying like, I want to do high-end work. My website shows that this is high-end. The language that I use, you know, tells people without even any numbers or anything else that they're going to be spending a lot of money that whatever. Um, Yeah, that it it does take intention to create that in a way that you don't have people who then, you know, call you up and say your prices are what? <laughs> yeah. And um, if they, yeah. And I've had to learn the really hard way because I am definitely a softie. Mm-hmm. So like people will be like, oh, it's too expensive. I'm like, oh, I'll cut it in half for you. It's right. fine. Like, um, I think it's actually, I've had the reverse now where I, when I've started to just say, no, these are my prices and thank you. Thank you. And be okay. That people don't call me back or it's, it's okay that I get a ghost ghosted yep. email or whatever. And, um, I'm okay with that. Yep. Like, I'm okay with that. Cause then the people that do come to me are willing to pay full price and really think it is exact. They're getting exactly what they're paying for and they're, and they're happy about it. Right. And if not, hopefully more, they value um, it at that level. Yeah. Yeah. They value it. Um, and then like the third phase is really, the launch. So it's, this is where you've got the business model. You have your new work, you know who you are, you have your community, you have people you're talking to. And this part is like, okay, great. This is where the bigger money investments come in. And it's so much smarter to do these at the end Mm -hmm. than in the, in, in the earlier parts, because you just have everything set and the big dollar things, new logo, new branding, new website. Those things are high dollar thousands, Mm -hmm. even I mean, new equipment if you wanted to, but that's further down the road. But all <clears throat> all these things that are going to market you and show the new you, you're going to be feeling so much more grateful for your time and money because you just have a solid foundation already. Mm-hmm. And you can just, this will be actually easy. Sometimes the websites and stuff are so hard because you just, you don't know what to say and what it, what's my message. And I don't know, my work is not consistent enough. Well, it will be. Mm-hmm. If you do these things in somewhat of this phase order. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the fun part. That's fun. Cause you can then really, you know, hone into, I don't know, a great branding agency and I don't know. And that's fun. And it is fun. Um, but you're absolutely, what you said earlier is absolutely right. It's uh, it is less fun when you spend all that money, the minute that you get an idea that you might want to start going into, you want to 
switch to boudoir photos or something and you invest all this money into like a new website and branding, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you start portfolio building. And at the end, you're like, so why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you know, all exactly. that work you did has to be redone because it's different from what your original like knee jerk. Yes. And was. then if you think about then your credit card bill is really high. And the, pressure's on. All these and the pressure's on yeah. to make that work. And so then you're in a desperate mode. You're in that knee jerk reaction mode. You're in that, you know, scarcity mode of, oh my God, that, you know, I've been there, you know, I, I understand that a hundred percent. So um, being able to know that you're moving forward uh, with confidence and peace, knowing that you have done the, the homework to get to this point is really solid. Yeah. Uh, and boy, did I wish I knew that before. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, and then it also goes into marketing as well. The solo launch stuff goes marketing, sure. emailers, how you want to market to people. And let me just put it this way too, that that in itself is a whole nother topic and a whole nother venture. I'm just a big believer on keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Everyone, again, everyone's journey is different. No one's transition is going to look the same. And in that place, for me, it's just going on plan, throwing, you know, automated uh, posts for myself. Okay, I may not get 80 likes, 100 likes or whatever. I'm not in it for that. My purpose of that is I want an online portfolio. And if I can show my work consistently, consistently and I just get 20 likes here and there, that's fine. I just want it to literally be the new age portfolio mm-hmm. where you know, someone's like, oh, well, what's your Insta, you know, and boom, boom, boom. They can see work immediately. Yeah. It's imperfect. It is not curated, gorgeous grids. I used to spend so much time on. Yeah. It's like, it fits my life. It fits my life. Other mm-hmm. people, they would be like, what Mary? No, you're missing out on big time here. And da, 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 da. But for me, it works for my life. There's right. so many other places I need to spend my time and energy. So in that spot, keeping it simple is important. Absolutely. And it, I mean, as solopreneurs, simplicity is absolutely should be the goal in all the ways that it can be, because, um, because we want to be able to put our energy into the things that actually matter, the art that we're making and the relationships that we're forming and the time that we are able to stop working and spend with our families or, you know, travel or whatever it is. So yeah. And because a lot of us get into this because we're, we want a free schedule and we want to pick and choose, but then all of a sudden we find ourselves bogged down and stressed and, you know, but to be able to, yes, really take the time to build this foundation and then have a simple directional way of doing things. It's going to help tremendously. And I think in the last part of the launch phase for me, um, is what I call like a revisit, revisit and revise. So the transition actually never stops. Mm-hmm. You know, we are all, and, and in our personal lives, that's, sure. a, that's like a big existential comment, but like, you know, we're ever changing. We're ever evolving. We are ever tweaking. We're ever doing these things. So you're going to revisit discovery phase sometimes in business or in your personal work, or you're going to revisit discovery for your community or two at a time, or sometimes you have to go back and then tweak them. And it doesn't have to be this big, long thing all over again. It doesn't have to start over, but just know that I think I used to personally, I joke that I am like a guilty Catholic. And so I, I I was baptized Catholic, but I'm like not total practicing Catholic, but I would feel so guilty so quickly for not doing something exactly like perfectly or done right or done. Um, I don't know. I just felt uh, shame, you know, for not sure. getting things done the way they need to be done. But in this transition, I think grace and understanding and embracing this imperfection that we all are is also a, a very, it's very deep, but it's, it's going to be your saving grace too during this time. Like, oh, you didn't meet that deadline or that shoot didn't go as great as you you thought. That's okay. You have another chance. And you have another chance of doing that. Doesn't mean that you just like, just threw down this transition down the trash can, you know? I love it. 
just takes time. Embracing the journey of the transition and the fact yes, you're like that. Yeah, it, <laughs> it really is. I mean, an ongoing process. You had written when we were writing back and forth. I asked, like, if you could magically talk to your just starting out as a photographer self, what insights or advice would you share? And you said, um, <laughs> well, first you said, take a financial course on how to run a business wisely. <laughs> and then you said, yep. I would also say that you will be, so you were saying this to yourself, you will be quote, starting your business, maybe even um, a few times with pivots, transitions, et cetera. It may always feel like you are starting your business, even almost 10 years in. Yes. Um, and I think that I have a very similar, I feel very similarly about my own uh, business, like the course of my business and this, my story as a photographer. But, um, but whereas toward the beginning of my career, I felt like I was always looking to like, when am I going to get there? When am I yes. going to arrive? And it has taken a long time to get to a place where I can say, you know what I love about being a photographer I will never arrive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At some time I will close my business down and I guess that will be some sort of arrival, but, but it is, it's absolutely, I mean, and it is the thing that I love as a creative person is that it doesn't stagnate and it doesn't sit still. I feel like it would probably be the indication to me that it was time to close my business if yes. I wasn't going back and tweaking and refining. So yes. I think that's, and it would be concerning. It would be actually. We should all look at the look at it this way. If you feel like you have arrived, I would question it because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's always. If you've arrived, then um, it's uh, that creation part has. I don't know. We are artists. Yeah, it's ever evolving. We're, we're, we are. We are to be creating. We are to be changing, and there is art in that. You know, it's. Um, it's a wonderful thing. Um, we're changing. I mean, there's so many different um, components of it too. You know, your personal life, your 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 goals and your needs and everything. So yeah, it's, it's just inevitable. You're never going to arrive. So just enjoy it. <laughs> well, Mary, what's the next transition coming your way? Oh, well, for me, um, I'm excited because I've always had a, so one of my top strengths, um, number one strength is empathy. Mm -hmm. I'm an empathetic soul. Uh, I can understand where others are from. Uh, and during this process of transitioning, many people have seen me in my life go from, you know, producer to weddings, weddings to family. And each time it's been a success. Maybe from weddings to family was a bit bumpy, but I, but I figured it out. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of people actually reach out to me and say, um, you know, how did you do that? Because I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of weddings or I'm tired of my job. Um, and, and how did you, how did you get there? And for me, you know, in a joking way, it's usually through a text. And I'm like, Oh girl, we need a phone call. Like, <laughs> this is a deeper topic, you know? Right. So I, I wanted to, my next steps would be basically one-on-one -on -one mentorships mm -hmm. um, with photographers and, or if you're not a photographer yet, um, wherever you are in your stage, to be able to mentor and have a custom um, experience with each person. Mm -hmm. Because again, no transition is the same. No one's is going to look the same. Everyone's is also going to take different times. Mm -hmm. So I'm still fleshing that out, which is also part of transition. Look at me. It's not all put together and yeah. it's not, I'm still transitioning into this. You're um, in the discovery I, phase. I'm in my discovery phase, but I know I want to do this because I care, care so, so much for um, my fellow photographers and especially those starting out. That's just a passion of mine. I love teaching. So I would love to be able to offer some type of one-on-one -on -one mentorship where it's, you get to choose based on your stage, right. you know, and, and, and time. Cause some people, okay, you may not be married or no kids, or you just have, you know, 10 nannies at home. you got all the time in the world. Great. You're going to move a lot faster than someone with six kids and juggling two jobs. Right. You know, so uh, being able, no one thing is going to fit one person. Right. So to be able to just sit down with you and say, hey, let's have a discovery call, just the two of us. Let me hear your story. Where do you want to be? How do you want to get there? And what's your ideal time frame? And what's our realistic time frame? Right. So that's the producer in me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, and I do. I love the fact that you are marrying kind of the two parts of your, um, your two sort of disparate, but, uh, conjoining, well, I can't talk, uh, (laughs) where you've got that like real artist's heart and that empathy and the experience, but you're also, um, relying on the, the more organizational strengths where you have like a, a framework for someone. I love these phases. I think it's so helpful to think about something as nebulous seeming as a transition in terms of there are phases, there is this, you know, once I'm done with this, I move into this and having that kind of path, I think is what so many photographers and creatives yearn for and don't feel like they have on their own. So I'm excited that this is something that you're pursuing. Um, Mary, where can can people find you? Well, you can find me on my website, uh, Mary Otanias. I'll spell that O-T-A-N-E-Z. So maryotaniasphotography.com. And then you can also specifically, um, I have a free download um, about the art of transition and kind of everything we talked about breaking down of the three phases and even some mindful um, approaches to your mindset and how to approach this all. Um, But you can do that at maryotaniasphotography.com backslash transitions. So it'll be very easy for you to look over that. And then I, it'll kind of put you into um, an email list of mine that I will let you know. I am definitely not a spammer for sure. <laughs> I don't have enough time to do emails, but I will let you know when the mentorships launch. That's the point of it. Excellent. I'll let you know. And I think about spring 2022 is what nice. I'm hoping for. Yeah. So if this sounds like what you could use in your business, go grab, I got to preview this um, PDF that Mary put together and it is beautiful. It goes deeper into some of the stuff we've talked about today. Um, so you're definitely going to want to grab that at maryotaniasphotography.com backslash you said transitions, right? Yep. Yep. And, um, and yeah, Mary, thank you so much for joining us today. This is, it's just always lovely to chat with you, but, um, you've got, you've dropped so much great insight here and I'm excited. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I love you to death and this is so much fun. I, I really, and I, and I, oh, like I said before, I just owe you uh, on the business side of things. Um, I feel like I have a better handle and I'm at peace with my financial situation because of simple sales systems. So uh, I love that. that right in there. <laughs> and then you're paying it forward by sharing yeah. your gifts. I feel like if we could all do more of that, the world would be a better place. So that's amen. Um, amen. Well, good. Well, have a great day and I will talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.